Hey everyone, it's Joe here from Beautiful Conversations. I've got a treat for you today. I've got a beautiful guest called Judith Wilson. She is a recognized and respected international authority in the corporate training industry. With over 20 years experience in creating and designing proven successful soft skills training courses using the science of accelerated learning. This dynamic lady has also created the Trainer's Ultimate Toolkit to help others use their expertise to become successful corporate trainers. The program is having incredible global success. She's also the author of three books, has a BA in journalism. She's an advanced Toastmaster. She's a certified NLP practitioner and has an Australian Cert for in training and assessment. She lives in Sydney with her husband, Doug, sorry, Douglas, and her two beautiful daughters. So our conversation today is gonna be chatting through how people can turn what you already know into becoming a well-paid corporate trainer. You run your own business on your terms and literally become a millionaire training just two days a week. I am so excited to hand you over to this episode. So without further ado, I'm going to hand you over now. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being here, Judith. It's so lovely to meet you. And I'm very impressed with your bio, as I just mentioned off air. <laughs> I was reading it going, oh my gosh. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about like you and where you like how you started in training for corporates. Mm. It's a, a great story, actually. Thank you, Joe. It's really lovely to, to be here. It's a fun story, actually, because I grew up on a cotton farm in Zimbabwe and I you know, went off to school and then didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I thought I wanted to be a journalist. And I was like, mm, I'm going to wait for a great journalist job to land in my lap. And of course, when it wasn't happening, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to do something to make some money while I wait for this amazing job to land in my, my lap, which of course wasn't happening. And so I had been a Toastmaster. I don't know if you know Toastmasters International yeah. is a speaking and leadership club. I had been a member for for a few years and I thought, oh, I can teach kids to speak, to do public speaking from what I've learned at Toastmasters. So I put this little booklet together and went to one of the private schools and said to the headmaster, do you teach your boys this? And he said, no. And I said, well, can I do it as an after school activity? And he said, yeah, sure, come in and speak at assembly. And you'll, you know, tell them that if they, if their parents want them to do it, you can have a classroom on a Wednesday afternoon at the school, after school, and you can teach those who are interested. And so I spoke at assembly and I said, if you're interested, tell your parents and come with the cash next Wednesday. And I had no idea how many would rock up. And literally when I got to school, there was a line down the driveway with them. <laughs> with their cash hot and heavy ready in hand and they said my parents think this is a good idea 
you teach me how to speak in public. And so I'd put a little course together for six weeks and I was literally just going to teach them how to stand and then next week, how to use your voice. And then the next week, you know, just simple weeks. And we got to about week three and one evening the phone rang at home and I answered it and it was one of the dads. And I was like, oh my goodness, what, what have I done? What is he saying? And my heart went and he said, I've seen what you've been teaching little Johnny and I've looked at the little workbook and I was like, yes. And he was like, I've decided I'd like you to come in and teach my board. And he was the CEO of Johnson and Johnson. And oh my gosh. That was literally how it began. And it is so ridiculous that I came off the phone and said to my mum, what's a board? Because I didn't <laughs> even know what it was. And I had agreed. I said, yes, yes, I can do that. And it was so funny because I think I had audacity because I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. And so I thought, well, yeah, I've just taught the kids this. And I taught these they were dinosaurs of gentlemen on this <laughs> on this board. And I had just turned 21. So I was incredibly young. And I knew no different. I knew I didn't know to be intimidated by them. I didn't know that this was a big deal that they were on the board. And I simply thought, I need to teach them these steps. They need okay. to know them. And so, of course, I came across with confidence and said, this is what I need you to do. Tuck your shirt in. You're going to have to work on that, just as I had with the kids. And oh they absolutely God. loved it. And I think now looking back on it, I think it's always a shame when we learn too much and we, learn, we lose that gorgeous spirit and audacity and just go for it let's see what can happen Absolutely. where we overthink the older we get we know what could happen and we let the fear set in and we go oh it's not going to work before we even try and oh. so I quite like it that I was just so ignorant really when I I began and now I think of the things like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. How could you do that? But wow. I was very lucky that I literally fell into it. That's amazing. What such a great story. And like you said, you, you, if you don't know, you don't know. So no. to turn up to, you know, as it were, a bunch of fuddy-duddy men who had probably been on that board for 20 years, <laughs> for you to tell him to tuck in his shirt, that's just hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I mean, that's, that's obviously just one funny story that you've had over the years. And um, I love the fact that, you know, as a woman, you've just gone in there with such confidence. And like you said, you do like over the years, you know, oh my God, you've taken them you know, X amount of years to get to the board and, you know, why they're there and, you know, they're probably loaded with cash and, you know, here you are in your first business. And that's such a good story. But I, lo I love the fact that you started in a school mm -hmm. and that you taught, that, you know, you thought to then teach children how to speak because that's still not really taught in schools now. And that. To me, that should be a curriculum subject is, you know, to yeah. teach people how to speak publicly. 
um, you know, I go to events all the time and, you know, they pass the microphone around and I kind of never been afraid of speaking in front of people because I suppose that's what I've always done. But, you know, you see people physically shaking and these are like, you know, women that are older than me sometimes and yeah. they just like, there's no, um, yeah, there's nothing to teach people, men or women, how to do that. So how do we bring that in? Like how, how would you say we teach people um, and not just younger generation, I'm talking older generation and, you know, anybody, like how, how would you suggest that we learn those behaviours? Hmm. I think one of the key things to start with is we need to get it that it's about the audience. It's not about us. Too often we're so worried about what am I going to say and what if I forget my words and what if I make a fool of myself and all of that. And one way to take the pressure off is literally to say, what do they need? Where are they? How can I make this work for them? So that we're getting the mindset right on the languaging. How much do they already know about the topic? that I'm already speaking about? Can I use acronyms? Can I use jargon? Are they in the same industry or same world so they understand these things? Or are they very much coming from a fresh space that they are completely you know, new to this? And then the way you are gonna customize and tailor to serve them and to say, I need to move them forward from where they are now to a place of knowledge to being educated to being whatever your presentation is going to be to deliver and I think as soon as the focus comes off us we're so much less self-conscious and we're all kind of worried about what what do I look like and what am I standing like and things like that and as much as those are important and you do need to come across as polished the key why am I doing this and what do I want them to be able to do, to know, to understand as a result of me presenting? That's the first step. I think that's, do you know what, that's so true in not just presenting, but also like we do that automatically in our like social media and our marketing. We look at who do we serve, how are we serving and do it that way. But it's great that, you know, you said, well, that's how we need to speak and mm. to, and yeah. And I think, you know, like even I stand up and sometimes say words that perhaps somebody doesn't know. Um, an example of that, I stood up and we're talking about the chakras and people in the room didn't know what I was talking about, but it wasn't until I actually asked them that mm. I realized that they didn't know. So of course, yeah. you know, you then have an explanation but yeah, that's a really good point. So tell me a little bit about your coming treats, like how you um, have gotten this amazing business and you're now helping others to then teach in the um, corporate world and to make an amazing business themselves. Mm. So once I had trained Johnson & Johnson, I was then able to go to other businesses and say, hey, Johnson & Johnson have used me. I think you should use me as well. These are, are the courses that this is the course that I could do because I started out as just the teaching people to speak in public. And then 
I realized that soft skills was so important. And I was in Zimbabwe at this stage and people didn't do soft skills training. They didn't develop their staff. They taught them how to use computers and they taught them, you know, things like that as technology came in. But it wasn't on people's radars that you could teach people skills like customer service and um, you know, introduction to supervision and leadership and then time management and things like this were, were very, very new. And I was so blessed to be introduced to the guy that had the John Cleese franchise in Zimbabwe. And John Cleese did all of those video arts videos and they're yeah. very humorous. They're made in the, in the UK and they are videos that you use as training sessions. So you would play the video. Humorous, <laughs> exactly. And I was so lucky to be introduced to him. And he said, look, you know, this is what I do. And he often needed people to go along when they hired a video to use in-house, they often needed a trainer to go along to facilitate and run the exercises and the discussions afterwards and things like that. And so he said to me, come and view our library, watch whatever you like. You can sit however many hours you want to sit, just sit and watch them and see what you can learn. And he was really so instrumental in helping me learn that there is a world of training out there and that you know people could develop businesses and it was about people's skills and how they could make the business better and better so for the first few years I absorbed everything I possibly could I watched as many videos as I could and we had the British Council in Zimbabwe and I would go along to the British Council library and study everything. Because when I very first started, this is dating me and making me seem so old, but I didn't even have the internet. When I started my business, I, didn't either. I had no internet. So I'd go to the library and I would study the, the British council stuff. And so eventually I was able to offer more than just presentation skills. I could say, I, I've got a customer service course and I've got a managing difficult people course and things like that. And I slowly started as the market was telling me what they wanted, I started doing more. And then, you know, the business had started to grow, but Zimbabwe wasn't in a good place. And I realized there wasn't a long-term future in Zimbabwe. And I had the opportunity, I was still young enough um, under the 27 year old visa that I could move to London. And so I packed up and moved to London. And because I had been, I think two things worked for me really well, because I had been a big fish in a small pond in that I was pretty much the only one doing it. I had confidence when it went to London again, I didn't know to be frightened. I didn't yeah. know to go, oh gosh, do you know what a big deal this is that you're going to London? It didn't really cross my mind. You know, I was just like, well, I've done it. I think it's going to be the same. And one of the beautiful things was A, I'd studied John Cleese, which of course was British, and B, I'd studied in the in the British Council. So everything I had been learning was for the English market. Yeah. I hadn't really realized that what I was learning was the only things available to me in Zimbabwe. So I was very lucky that the learning was very much on a par because that's all I'd studied. 
so it wasn't a case of having to move from this way of thinking to that it was like okay this is is what we do and so I got exposed to some fabulous businesses and I did some freelancing work initially so I said I'll be a gun to hire and you can send me out and you get the business and I'll do the training for you and I was in my early 20s and I worked incredibly hard because I loved it you know some mornings I'd be on a train at half past four in the morning from London to Birmingham to be setting up at 7 30 in the morning to be you know training at eight and then I'd be on a train back you know, at at five o'clock that night and the following morning would be a 5 a.m. to Brighton. You know, it was, but I had the energy and, you know, I I loved it and it was only me really to think of. So it was, was great. And then I got a lot of experience under my belt, simply doing, 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 simply training. And then we got the opportunity to move five years later to Australia and I moved to to Sydney. And by then, I really had mastered what to do to get business coming to you. Because I'm all about pull marketing rather than push marketing. Yeah, I can't think of anything worse than a cold call or hounding business with you (laughs) or this grovelly, awful sales way. So very much, I'm about positioning yourself with credibility and you know, those who are interested will come to you, will reach out to you. So I started uh, my corporate training business, which is called We Train. And they we are nationwide and we go into businesses. It doesn't have to be corporates. It can be businesses. And we do all of the soft skills that are available. So from building resilience to presentation skills to the time management that I mentioned and difficult people and, you know, all of the the programs that make employees be able to excel at what they do, the soft skills. And then people were always saying to me, oh, what you do is so glamorous. It's so lovely. Oh, what a lifestyle you have because I was able to travel and they, lots of friends questioned and said, do you think it's something I could do? And I realized that there was this great interest in what do you have to do to become a corporate trainer? What are the first steps? How do you put it together? How do you find what topics you should be training in? Because as much as I became a generalist by going, oh, I can offer this and oh, I can offer this and oh, I can offer this. Yeah, It's not the way forward. That general way, if I had known better, I would have done better and I would have niched into one particular thing. And now because my business is large, we're able to offer all of those different programs, but I've got specialist trainers who offer all of the different courses in each of the cities around Australia and so that was when I initially put together a program to teach people and we all came into a room and it was a three-day intensive and teaching people how to become a trainer what's necessary to do to get the business to to you know run a lucrative training business because it is an incredibly lucrative business Um, And then we had lots of success over 10 years with that. And then I decided to put it onto an online program. 
And so now it's called the Trainer's Ultimate Toolkit and it's global. So we can sell the online program for people who have, they know they've got something that they could use to help others. They can give back, they can teach people. So sometimes it's that people have been in corporate themselves and get sick to death of the kind of, oh, yeah. we used to call it nine to five, but it's not nine to five at no, all. No. It's so stupidly longer than that. Yeah. I don't, um, think it's just, I don't think it's just the nine to five. I think it's the the culture, because I am from a corporate background um, in law and body corporate. And yeah, it's it's just the, uh, like, the, for me, it was the culture, like the, you know, the hierarchy and the, you know, almost the bullying and the behaviour and the bitchiness in an office, which you just don't get when you run your own business. So I, you know, I love that you, you know, you mentioned that it's, it's good, but yeah, just, um, and that you're helping so many people now, like, and it's well, like it's international. Yeah. What I love is I get to do my calling is to raise the standard of training in the world. And how I do that is by equipping individuals to run great training businesses and to be great trainers. You know, if I work with individuals, we can make a movement to change, you know, the standard of training and really raise the bar, which is great. But the thing is, it's meaningful work. You know, my yeah, heart absolutely. is so in it and I'm so passionate because I'm doing meaningful work because I've been able to see just how it can transform people. You know, I've got um, great examples like a trainer who literally was a, a supermarket manager and he had reached the top of where he was going to go. There was no further for him to, to go apart from supermarket manager. And he was a great manager, but he was also big onto customer service. And he got all of his people into customer service. And he came through my program and is now a specialist in retail customer service. So he's got experience from working in retail, passionate about customer service, and can work in the retail space. And he's transformed his life from the salary that he was on to the life that he's now able to give his little girls is incredible. So yes, it's very meaningful me, meaningful for me to help people, but the work that the trainers do daily is meaningful work as well. They are moving absolutely. And you know, they get to do stuff that counts. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good example with the super. I love that. That's um, and you know what, retail and um, you know, like tourism, like you've only got to go into some tourism places and and view their custom their you know lack of customer service. You know, one of the things that I was actually looking at myself was putting together some sort of, because I'm on the Gold Coast, there's a lot of tourism, was putting together some sort of training for basic customer service. Because again, we're not, people are not taught these things. Um, and I think as well, if it's your business, sometimes you're not the best person to teach your team that, that skill. Because 
they see you as a manager or you know as a boss whereas if somebody else comes in it's quite often oh well you know so and so sad that I need to you know smile when I answer the phone like you know just something as simple as that it's that can make the world of difference to somebody or smiling and and having eye contact when you're taking their order like Mm -hmm. you know it's just I think we we you know sort of tone down the amount of training that we actually do need in our day-to-day lives and so you know when I think when you reached out to me and said that this is what you were doing that was you know like it was almost like a oh my goodness you know like I I, like I was really blessed and I'm so grateful that you you reached out to me and and wanted to chat because like I said to you before it's always been part of my life I've always taught people but not in a you know like standing up in the corporate but now like I teach people how to use Canva or I teach people how to use systems but I've taught people how to be um, a customer service consultant I've taught people sales and I've taught I had a team of 18 cruise consultants from you know like the age of 17 and I think my oldest was like 63 so you know like to take that and stand in front of those people and and to teach them and have an amazing team and be um, making your targets every week and stuff you know but now it's like my in in your own business if you if you're thinking okay there's something else that I want to do and I want to help how can people start doing that and start being part of this revolution sure so the great thing is people can do it as part-time when they want to do it or they can build it up to a fully blown corporate training business the nice thing is it's on their terms the way that they want to do that so I have some retirees that are retired but don't want to stop doing everything they want to keep their hand in and it's great pocket money that's coming in you know a a day of corporate training you can make between three and a half and six and a half thousand dollars for the day and that's training a group of 10 or 12 people I'm in the wrong job isn't it isn't it gorgeous then if they only wanted to do one or two training sessions a week That'll just keep their hand in it and they can dabble it. And as I said, pocket money, pretty nice pocket money. That's not pocket money. (laughs) To be making. Whereas some people have some serious goals and they are wanting to go for the 35,000 a month and more goals and they are really, right, what do I have to do to to do this? But the, the, the first thing is, to think of all the experience that you've got, all of the things you could turn your mind to. And the program that I have very much helps people to work out the niche first. Because the big mistake that people make is they spread themselves too thinly. They don't think about positioning the course properly and making it a need to have, not a nice to have. Too many people want to train things that are a nice to have, you know, oh, won't it be lovely if whatever. But businesses and corporates want to see a very clear return on investment. 
Why am I paying this money? What result am I going to get? They don't want it to be all soft and fluffy that, oh, it's yeah. just going to be feel good and we're going to pull you off work for the day and it's all going to feel good. You know, years ago, probably 10 years ago, you could do team building activities where you all huddled in a circle and sung Kumbaya and felt <laughs> great. I've and done that... some of those. <laughs> <laughs> Not Kumbaya, but... <laughs> I've made things happen with eggs and stuff. Well, exactly. And there's still a, a bit of a place for that, provided it makes sense. It's got to be, we are doing this because this is how the team is going to come together better, things like that. I'm finding that they will pay for it if we can show them a clear return on investment. And that's how I help people to make the sale so much easier is to package up what they've got properly yeah. and then to position themselves with credibility and authority so that they are seen as the go-to person for that particular thing. And then the beautiful part is that they can be available as, as much or as little as they like. So, for example, if they don't want to work during, you know, school holidays, they don't have to. Or because we can say when we're available, they don't say to us. They say, when can you deliver a course for me on X? Yeah. And then you say, I'm available the 16th, the 19th, or yeah. the 21st. And then they are picking the one that they want. So it's very much on your terms, how you want to work and how much you want to work. And that's great, you know, and it means it's for you. It's your business and it's 100% for you at the end of the day. I love that. That's so good. So what would be your three top tips for somebody who's listening and thinking, oh my gosh, that is me. I've got all this experience in X, Y, Z. I might have been in retail or I might have been in a corporate office and I've got all this experience. What are your three top tips for someone? So first off is create the vision of what you want it to look like rather than allowing it to just develop and to see where it goes. Be very clear on what do you want to train in what would the ideal business look like? Are you wanting to do two training sessions a month or are you wanting to do 12 training sessions a month? So that you very clearly go, this is what I want. This is what I want to make happen. And of course you can have anything in between. There's also, do you wanna be a small boutique specialist, just one of you that you are it? Or do you eventually want to grow it to where you're working with people and they might specialize in a few things and you might specialize in a few things and you have a, a beautiful little offering that you might have trainers go out for you. So you get the, the business and the clients and then you have them deliver. So then, of course, it's more than just you and you can be making money when other trainers are training for you. Then you want to think about how am I going to deliver this? What is my signature program? Is it a half day session, a three hour session that I run virtually and I have a group of 10 or 12 on Zoom and I run you know, a learning bite session? Is it a full day program? 
And then you've got to think, okay, if I'm going to be running it on, on Zoom, I've got to have breaks. I've got to have that good interaction. How am I going to do it so that I keep them with me the whole time? At the end of it, they're not exhausted. They say, that was fantastic. I wanted to keep learning more and more. There's techniques that you need to do for accelerated learning. So as trainers, we want to be transferring the learning. And there are key things that you've got to be aware of when it's in-house live. And there are key things that you've got to be aware of when it's virtual and you've got people there. But the great thing is we're charging exactly the same for virtual training as we do for live in-company training. There is no difference. So people have That's this idea good. that virtual is going to be cheaper or something like that it it absolutely is not because it's they're paying for the same expertise yeah absolutely just saying <laughs> well exactly you know you can do it all in your in your slippers which is great <laughs> um and the third tip is don't try and reinvent the wheel and you know you probably could do this if you figured it out for 20 years if you want to buy speed then buy the trainer's ultimate toolkit and that's going to tell you exactly what to do first second third so that you're going to quickly get success because you can figure it out for yourself the long hard slow way like I did but it's going to take you 10 or 20 years to do yeah <laughs> do you know what that's so true like you know you start a business and you think oh yeah I can learn everything off YouTube or I can learn everything off Pinterest or you know just googling it but there's a time when you need to actually invest in yourself and whether that's something for a training course that's something for it's a coach it's a mentor it's you know whatever part of your business you need you do need to invest at some point because there's a lot of information out there but when you've got a tried and trusted method that you can see works long-term and you can see the success, I suppose it's just a, a no-brainer. Like, why wouldn't you, you know, when you've already... And I, I think sometimes people get afraid because, you know, it's money and you've got to... And, and for me, that's coming from a place of lack. It's like, okay, well, if I want to invest in something, I'm going to invest in something and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and go, all right, I want to learn this. Um, but in saying that, don't have shiny object syndrome because also right. have, have had that. <laughs> so, and right. continue to work on that. And, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, you, you always work on. So just to like wrap up a little bit, what would be um, your best story apart from John Cleese's like that's amazing and Johnson and Johnson so if you could like I don't know a funniest story or a most beautiful story what would be your best one oh uh, my funniest is probably I tell the story about how little I knew when I moved to London from Zimbabwe I really was so wet behind the ears it was incredible <laughs> And one of the first gigs that I got, um, you'll laugh actually, because it was a legal firm. So it was a legal company in Mayfair, which is the wow. poshest <laughs> suburb in yeah. London. 
And I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that Mayfair was anything to be intimidated by or impressed by. On the Monopoly by. board. <laughs> exactly. And I, it was one of the very first meetings I'd ever been to. And they said, we want to meet you to see if you would be right to do the training for our partners. And there were three of them in a very intimidating oak office. So it was very posh. And I sat there and I was, you know, incredibly young and they were questioning me and I was giving lots of answers and replying as confidently as I could. And I was taking lots of notes and they all had different English accents. And I was trying to get my head around all of these different accents because being from Zimbabwe, I'd never heard so many different Scottish and Irish and Welsh and Cockney and all of that. <laughs> and so I was getting my head around it and they were talking about Fiona. And I was like, ooh, I better take note of this. They were saying Fiona does this and Fiona does that and Fiona does the other. And I was thinking, gosh, Fiona does everything. And then I thought, no, maybe in England, lots of people are called Fiona. Maybe it's a really popular girl's name. So I thought, I'm going to show them I know what I'm talking about. And I wrote Fiona, Fiona. And then for, for some reason, I really don't know why, but they did book me to do the, the training course. They interviewed others and they chose me to run it. And I was very grateful. And I rocked up on the day and I thought, I'm going to show them that I've customized this for them. And so I was sliding in Fiona. As I was talking, I would say, you know, Fiona, and I would put it in. And at the morning tea break, the senior partner comes to me and he goes, I'm enjoying your session, but why the hell do you keep going on about Fiona? And I said, because Fiona meets with the clients, Fiona has to do this, Fiona has to do that. And he rolled his eyes and said, that's not Fiona, that's a fee-earner. <laughs> and I'd gone about Fiona, Fiona, Fiona. Oh my gosh. So that was your six minute increments. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that is just oh how much I God. had to learn. But I, I suppose if you were listening to all these accents, it would sound like Fiona. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. But yeah, like you said, if you didn't know, if you don't know what a fee earner, like, you know, a lot of people even now would not know what a fee earner is. Like it's just, I suppose it's just like a jargon and you know a, a legal slang. But, oh my gosh, that's that is funny. And I bet you were like, "Who is this Fiona?" <laughs> I thought she does so much. <laughs> oh God, that's a good one. I really like that one. <laughs> so, if somebody is listening and they want to um, learn more about what you do and about you like more of your stories um how can we find out more mm. about you and where can we connect with you sure so um the program is called the trainers ultimate toolkit so online it's trainers ultimate toolkit.com will take you to the website i'm happy to to your particular um, listeners to give my email address if you want to ask me questions and find out a little bit more about what I do. And so that's Judith and Judith spelt with an E. So it's J-U-D-E-T-H 
at wetrain.com.au. WeTrain's the easier, shorter email address. I have Trainers Ultimate Toolkit as well, but it's longer. So WeTrain and have a squiz at WeTrain and see the different courses that we offer. But I'd love to hear from anyone if you know they they have a calling for this or are interested. I find I get the right people come into my world at the right time. I got a, a a beautiful trainer and we laugh about this all the time because she went to the library to get another book and she pulled the book from the shelf and my book slid out and hit her on the head oh, no. and we always laughed that the universe really said boom here you're gonna have you to this one <laughs> and of course she I love did. That one. So I find the universe has a plan and when it's right for people to take the next step to do this uh, the teacher will appear. Absolutely. And so, I don't oh my God, that. that's so funny that you can say that sentence. Um, one of my clients, she's also been a, a coach of mine, we were chatting the other day, and I'd said that to her. And then we were on the phone yesterday, and she said it to me. Uh-huh. Um, and then obviously, you're just like, okay, all right, <laughs> I'm listening. But yeah, it, it's so true. You know, when you when you're ready for something, the right thing pops up, or it keeps right. popping up until you actually take notice of it. So we're yeah. on social media, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or knock you on the head. Yes. <laughs> From a library yes. book. So do you hang out on social media, or do you like? Just not yes, have time? <laughs> yes. I'm on I'm on Facebook, so you can look me up on Facebook. Um, and we've got groups that I can, you know, have you towards. We've got, you know, free groups that if people want to, to join, they can. So if you reach out to me, I'll be able to see where you're at and, and you know, your story and be able to say, oh, great. If you're just starting out, this is what will help. Whereas if you're further along the path or already training and want to make it more lucrative, then this is the path. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate it. And I've loved our chat. I've loved our beautiful conversation. And um, thank you so much. And I will share your details in the show notes. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And thank you for being here. I really do appreciate you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Joe, for your time. Thanks to the listeners.